Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan, Stephanie, and Jordan Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us navigate the tumult of this life. And today we're talking again a series on my latest book, uh, Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonsus Seguri's Uniformity with God's Will. If you go out to Amazon and you look at the ratings on this book, you will see 100% stars from 100% of the reviewers, and there's a lot of them, and there's a reason for that. And it's not because I'm a good writer. It's because the content is absolutely life-changing. And by the way, don't buy it from Amazon. Buy it from EWTN's religious catalog, you know. Press and- yeah, yeah, uh, spiritualdirection.com shop. But if you do happen to buy extra copies and you want to help us, you know, keep getting the word out, fine. But at least by your first copies from EWTN. But uh, this show is about the secrets or specific prescriptions that St. Alphonsus gives us in specific instances of experience of difficulty and challenging circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. Before we jump into those, I want to share two prayers that I shared in the last chapter that I think are very applicable to getting your head to this space of God is good and he only wills the good for me and he wants the good and orienting your heart and mind to that. So this is on page 55 if you happen to be following along. It's a prayer that you can pray to, to get your, your, your mind oriented to the goodness of God. You can trust him. He's going to help you. It's, Lord, I know that you love me and that all you will is for my good. Please help me to embrace your will and thus to know union with you and peace in this life and the next. I know you love me, which is an affirmation. It's an act of faith. Some people think when we pray these things, they have no effect. Like, like we just say, it does have an effect. Mm-hmm. It in You're saying, I choose to believe that you love me mm-hmm. and that what you will is for my good. So as you're praying that, you're actually by the, because it's God's will and because it's true and because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When you affirm these things as an act of the will and faith and pray, they begin to reprogram your junk. And then it says, and then there's a petition, please help me to embrace your will so that I accept it instead of railing against you. And thus to know union with you and peace in this life and the next. That is a prayer he will always answer if we pray it. Mm -hmm. So that's one that's helped me a lot. The second prayer that's helped me even more that I pray a ton. I, I was in bed. Uh, I don't sleep well, but I don't, not because of mental things or whatever, just physiologically. So I wake up a lot at night. And last night, this prayer was on my lips over and over. And it's a prayer. It's derived from St. Alphonsus Liguri's Stations of the Cross. And it's, 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 it's just a beautiful prayer that he prayed. I love you, Jesus, my love. Grant that I might love you always and do with me what you will. I love you. I want to love you forever. You, it's up to you. you do whatever you want with me. And I embrace it, yeah. you know, out of love. For a couple of years now, I say that prayer every hour on the hour. I have a little alert set up on my watch. 
just as a practice of reorienting myself and so that i'm i'm constantly aware of the presence of god we're going into advent so that's probably if people are looking for practices to pick up that's a really easy one Mm -hmm. you can start and it's going to help you implement everything that we're talking you know it's interesting that you say that so you're that so i've influenced you that way the way you influence me is i set the alarm on my watch and what i do i don't pray but i pray that other prayer all the time but now what i pray is for all the suffering in the present hour the past hour and the suffering of the coming hour i offer up you know for various things mm-hmm. intercession or whatever so my my lungs aren't working all that great right now so i it's just pretty constant and but that that helps me to orient myself to yeah i'm suffering but i i'm going to participate in god's redemptive work in that suffering not by complaining but by offering it up instead of just sitting in it or complaining about it or whatever mm-hmm. which is a perfect segue into into this so so either one of you two um or both of you he goes into this first point about in external matters in times of great heat cold rain famine epidemics you know war unbearable you know what should we do like how do what is he what's his prescription for not resisting his will for uh you things know. that are happening outside of us right right out so not from our heart and our mind right it's not emotional it's not spiritual it's it's external practice, circumstance circumstances right and basically you know rather than saying wow it's so hot and it's freezing in here and what a tragedy and blah 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 in essence don't complain shut up <laughs> okay you said it Cállate. just don't complain don't complain. We should avoid expressions indicating opposition to God's will. Which That's in essence key because right? there are people who are going to hear this and they're going to say, "Well, are you saying that I shouldn't comment on the weather?" Like that's not what he's saying. He uh-huh. says very clearly of uh, expressions indicating opposition to God's will. So there's right. an interior movement that says, "This is cold and I hate it." Right. Like that's oppositional to God's will. Yeah. Whereas you can say it's kind of cold outside. I should probably put on a jacket. Or wow, totally this fine. is cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fine. So yeah. just a distinction for those who are like hearing that. Scrupulous. Kind of, yeah. 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 I mean, it's really it's the it's the indicator of what's a complaint and right. what's not, right. and that that's or the difference. So it's complaining, right. and it's yep. complaining. You know that the ducks aren't laying eggs, and I don't have any duck eggs. You know, which, <laughs> right? We need to buy more ducks. You know, whatever it is, ducks. right? So we don't complain about external and there's a great there's a great story about saint francis boisia who arrived at a did you want to talk about that Mm -hmm. one he arrived at a jesuit house in a snowstorm and he knocked and knocked and you know you can predict what happened um no one was there so nobody came so he slept outside in a snowstorm right Mm -hmm. and then when morning came they were all embarrassed when they discovered him and uh the saint however said that he enjoyed great consolation Mm-hmm. laying there in the snow. I mean, just think about the how, what a different kind of life it would be if we had, you know, this kind of attitude. And I mean, what he said was, I spent my night imagining that the Lord was up in the sky, dropping the snowflakes down upon me. Yeah. I mean, talk about a shit, a paradigm shift. Right. Let me sit there. And instead of complaining that I'm yeah. freezing cold and nobody's answering the door, I'm going to turn my eyes upon the Lord. I'm going to Look at his beauty. Look at his grace. This mm-hmm. is grace falling down on me. Mm-hmm. That's exquisite. What a night of meditation. Right. Yeah. Shivering yeah. meditation. Right. But meditation <laughs> pretty, nonetheless. Pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. amazing. Okay. 
So then, so that was external circumstance. Uh, what about in personal matters like hunger, thirst, poverty, lack, right? Desolation, loss of reputation. How do we, what, what's his advice there? Yeah, how about you, Jordan? Build up or tear down, O Lord, as seems good in your sight. I am content. I wish only what you desire. This is a, this is a statement from one of the, uh, uh, St. Alphonsus Rodriguez, who was one of the first Jesuits known for his obedience and discipline. He was a very holy guy. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's just as simple as that. It goes back to what we already talked about in the first instance. It's, it's just saying, all right, God, you're allowing this to happen for whatever reason. So praise be to you. I'll do what I need to do and trust that you're going to support me through and help me in whatever way I need in this moment. And yeah, keep moving forward. Yeah. And, and I think what comes to mind is Job, you know, yeah. the book of Job, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right. He, he reigns upon the just and the unjust, you know, he, he shines upon the just and the unjust, whatever it is, the Lord's allowed it in my life. So, this must be for my good. It doesn't feel good, but it must be for my good. He's doing something. He's at work. I mean, I often tell people, listen, if you've got a terrible storm going on in your life, you can rest assured the Lord is at, he's at work. He's moving because he's getting stuff out of your way, out of his way, because he's coming. Mm -hmm. He's coming. So let the storm rage and wait on the Lord. You and I were talking about this before the show, and I was I was saying basically one of the things when I've talked about this topic, one of the things that people really struggle with is that understanding. It's why is the storm happening? Well, we we know because it's very clear in this and in scripture, as you mentioned with Job and other instances, that God is breaking things free, as you just said, so that good can come of it. Mm -hmm. You know, why why is someone poking this wound? Why am I struggling with this irritation? Well, God's permitting you to struggle with that irritation, not willing the sin of others, but allowing it to happen so that you can come to the virtue that you're called to. Mm -hmm. Because if we're honest with ourselves, most of us, if not all of us, are not taking the necessary steps to deal with it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So God says, well, I love you. You're my child, and I want to see you become the person I've called you to be. Right. So I'm going to allow these things to happen so that the ultimate end may come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to, to the folks out there going, wait, 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 I'm, I'm supposed to lean on self-reliance. That's not what we're right, saying. Right. What we're saying is if we're not doing the work to come to know exactly. what our own defects are, what, what our vices are. And if we're not surrendering those to the Lord, taking them to confession, working on the opposite virtues, he's going to bring the storms that are going to bring about that good. Exactly. And we can guarantee that if we have storms going, we could look back in our life and go, okay, there's a theme here. Mm -hmm. I keep ending up in the same situation and, and I'm kind of getting tired of this and the Lord's going, good. Are you ready? Yeah. You know, good. Are you getting tired yeah. of this? Are you ready for me to come? Are right. you ready to give up what you've made your God? Oh, you you finally got it. I've been yeah. dropping hints this whole time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Rodriguez goes on to speak about the spiritual warfare aspect in this. So we're talking about I'm I'm in poverty. I'm hungry. I'm first thirsty. I'm in desolation. I have a reputation issue. You know, he and he says what the devil will do is even if that circumstance isn't present, he will get you to go out to the future and speculate that this may or will happen. And then he, he says in these cases, the enemy's trying to get a sinful consent that we will be unhappy and complain. But the answer is to do the opposite and say, uh, 
let let us dismiss this temptation by saying, by God's grace, I would say or do what God wants me to do. I think we can go further in that. When we get back from the break, let's talk about, because this is a common tactic of the enemy to get us off track, which is speculating about the future, which wrecks the present. It, it causes us to exit out of the present where God is, but there are specific ways that we can renounce these things that Stephanie's really good at teaching these things. So we get back from the break, more from Finding Peace in the Storm, Reflections on St. Alphonse's Uniformity with God's Will. It's my latest book. You can find uh, a lot about this and also about other teachings on the contemplative life uh, out at Dan Burke on the Way of Contemplation on YouTube, brand new YouTube page. Check that out too. The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose, and to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father, so there's something there. So I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains, as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even, even desolation. You know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life. Those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Welcome back. This is Dan, Stephanie, Jordan Burke. You're listening to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about... Finding Peace in the Storm, Uniformity with God's Will, uh, my latest book published by Sophia Institute Press. You can find it at um, at uh, EWTN's Religious Catalog, spiritualdirection.com shop. Pick it up. It'll wreck the lies that wreck your life, and it'll give you the truth to be free. So let's talk about the normal temptations of the enemy to, well, G- and Jesus admonished us, don't worry about tomorrow, right? He said, mm-hmm. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. We don't have tomorrow. We don't. All we got is right now. Yeah. So what's the spiritual way do you combat this? Um, Well, first of all, is to recognize it, taking all thoughts captive Mm -hmm. to Christ, right? St. Paul exhorts that. What's the scripture verse? Second Corinthians. But what does that mean? Well, why don't you quote the great, the You would ask me to quote the scripture verse. It's, it, the, the passage says that we, that we have divine power to destroy strongholds. So we're, we're in a war and that we have divine power to destroy strongholds. And what are those strongholds? Those are lies, false beliefs that raise up themselves up against the knowledge of God in our hearts and minds. And he admonishes us to use the weapons at our disposal to banish those lies and to reject and to resist those, reject and resist those lies. Okay. Okay. So that's the first thing is we need to recognize that our battleground is in our mind, Mm -hmm. right? 
that's our battleground, male or female. No matter, if you've got a pulse, mm -hmm. there's a battle going on in the first place. The front line of that battle is actually in your in, in your mind, in it's, your brain. It's not out there. It's not in circumstance. It's not in your feelings. It's not in whatever. It is right there in your mind. And it's that thought that enters your head. And when that thought comes, you have to decide, am I going to capitulate to this? Am I going to accept this thought? Am I going to embrace this thought? And am, am I going to embrace this, this desolation, this doubt, this, this despair, this narcissism as true? Am I going to embrace that or am I going to resist it? Because we're told by St. Ignatius and by scripture, resist the devil and he will flee draw near to the Lord and he will draw near James to you. 4, 7. So the first thing we do is we resist it. We recognize it. We, we categorize it basically and say, okay, this is not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not of the Lord. So I'm not going to embrace it and I'm going to resist it in the name of Jesus. I renounce all doubt, despair, narcissism, anxiety, pride, fear, um, just whatever it is, anxiousness, um, condemnation, you know, pick something, right? In the name of Jesus, I renounce all these spirits that are not of the Lord. I send them to the foot of the cross, never to return. And so we, by an act of the will and in the power of the name of Jesus, we renounce these sin things and send them packing, right? And then we ask the Lord for what we need. And we can do it through the intercession of Our Lady. She's mediatrics of all grace. She always comes to our aid. As, especially when we draw near to the Lord. She's right there with us. She'll guide us. She'll intercede and help us. And so we say in the name of Jesus, please fill me with the opposite virtues. Fill me with the faith of Mary. Fill me with the hope of Mary. Fill me with the love of Mary. Lord Jesus, in your holy name, fill me with all that is of you in the perfection of the virtues that you desire me to come to and, and help me. Set me free in this that I can be reminded that I'm a daughter of the king, that I'm a son of the king, that I am royalty, that I am chosen, that I am loved, that I am a beloved. And that I'll have everything I need, even if it's not what I want. Right. Yeah. Right, right. He will never allow us to, to be tested beyond the graces that he's given us. He's not going to abandon us. Yeah. And it is going to feel dark. Yeah. And, and we're lying to you if we're going to tell you some sort of, you know, you know, pansy kind of indifference that, oh yeah, you just got to do this and you'll be over it. It's not true. It's hard work, but those who persevere will be free. Yeah. Well, and the first step is taking every thought captive. Yep. You know, and that's really a fundamental practice that we all have to put into effect in order so that we can actually put these things into practice. Yeah. Because and if we're just responding we're just allowing our emotions and feelings to dictate our responses. We're not going to even come close to beginning to understand, let alone put into practice what we're talking about on these shows. But Jordan, what if I feel, I, I just really feel like this is true. I feel all these things. I've said this a million times. I'll, I'll say it until there's a dead horse in here somewhere that's been beat. But, you know, your God gave you your feelings and your emotions for a reason. But you need to think of them like indicators on the dashboard of your car. A little light pops up. It's an indicator of something. Doesn't necessarily mean that what's popping up is true. A lot of us have had cars that have check engine light pop on. <clears throat> we think, oh no, the engine is gonna crash. It's gonna blow up. Like, well, no, maybe you just need an oil change. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like they're indicators. They're not your GPS. They don't dictate how you drive. It's just okay. This is popping up. 
What does this mean? Let me take it to prayer. Lord, what are you trying to reveal to me? That's how your emotions are supposed to work with all of this. Can I trust my feelings? I wouldn't. If I, if you I, can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, like, and let's just get down to the brass tacks because it was a loaded question. Yeah. You can't trust your right, feelings. Right. You can't. Right. Yeah, you know, the enemy can manipulate your feelings. He watches yep. you. He studies you. He knows what your triggers are. He knows yep. where you, what your weaknesses are. And you know, this little known secret that I think is just so fascinating when, when the, when each one of those fallen angels was created, your guardian angel, you know, whatever it was, right. Whatever angel was out there when they were created, they had a mission that they were to complete. When the Lord thought of them, created them, he already had a mission and a plan for them, a purpose. And so he set them in motion. They rejected his will and they became fallen angels. Guess what? His will will be done. Right. They still have to complete that mission. Right. And, and they're going to do it by means that they don't want to. They think they're attacking you, but the Lord's going to give you the grace to recognize that that's an attack. Right. You're going to resist it. You're going to grow in virtue and your sanctification is still going to come. Right. If you employ all that we're talking about here, if you take all thoughts captive, right? It's yeah. just fascinating. So to recap, you know, the, 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 the secret is related to personal matters. So poverty, desolation, loss of reputation, but so this bad thing that's happening, we're living through, there's this, uh, spiritual component, which we're talking about here of spiritual warfare of renouncing, not allowing those thoughts to take you out of the present moment. Uh, and, but then and it, there's an affirmation that's really important. And that is that I need to say to myself, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I am going to praise the Lord. And I, and I am going to just do the next right thing. I love that phrase, mm -hmm. do the next right thing, because it keeps you. The worst thing is to get you out of the present moment in worry, doubt, despair, narcissism, which then causes you to have that negative disposition, which causes you to distrust God or focus on the circumstance or whatever. But the next right thing with God in the presence of God gives, like just even saying it gives me hope and encouragement. Mm -hmm. Like, what if I can't, you know, what if the economy crashes? Well, what if it crashes? I mean, what's, you know, Jesus argued, worry will not benefit you in any way in dealing with it, it, whether or not the economy crashes. I mean, he almost literally has said that in scripture, right? So then stop it. It's dumb. Yeah. So don't do that. Instead, choose a different path and say, you know, I'm a child of God. I don't know how I'll, I would make it, but that's not for me. I'm just going to do the next right thing. What am I supposed to do right now? And that's the other thing that worry and fear porn, like the news, which is what most news is now is fear porn. Worry takes you, occupies your mind on things that you don't even know that are going to happen or not in your control. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of our Catholic commentator that's, friends that's where I was they spend go. all their time oh what is you know what does this mean what's gonna happen what's coming whatever and i'm like dude you know spend that much time evangelizing and teaching or the an, faith or an adoration or an right <laughs> yeah and you would change and the world would change around you a lot more than you talking about stuff you can't figure out yeah and that's way above your pay grade and have no impact on regardless of whatever and, like but no well the impact is you make other people anxious right right and you make no them spin around yeah, yeah speculating yeah. and all that yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's i'm glad you brought that up because what we need to understand is there's two ways that the enemy gets us he either gets us 
in worry, which is mm -hmm. pushing our mind out into the to the fore, mm -hmm. you know, into the forward thinking, what's going to happen? You know, I'm it's worry and speculation, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Right. Or he gets us into regret and looking at all the bad things we did, mm -hmm. all the wrong decisions, all the omissions, all the things that I would have, should have, could have, and that are gone. That right. moment is gone. The Lord allowed it. So we need to stay in the present moment. And it probably means if your mind is going to speculation or worry that there's something right now yeah. that really needs to be done. And, and maybe it's prayer, maybe it's trust, maybe it's surrender, maybe it's loving the person in front of you. Maybe it's making that phone call that's been kind of egging on your heart where you need to reach out to a loved one. Maybe it's going to confession, you know, mm -hmm. about the worry and maybe the speculation. Maybe it's going to feed the poor. Maybe it's to go feed the poor. It's whatever's the next right thing right now that you're being called to do. I don't want to back something up and then, so I don't want to overreact to the overreactions. There are legitimate reasons to study issues in the church and to, there are things coming that are going to hit our parishes we need to know about. For, for know. some people. Right. Yeah. So my position, certainly. Right. right. Because I'm, I lead a community, right. I, I write books, whatever. But, but for the most part, it's what's the next right thing I'm supposed to do according to my state in life. No, I was just going to say, I've been racking my brain trying to remember this verse, but it was uh, one of the scripture readings a couple of days ago. And it was really interesting that Jesus equated um, anxiety and drunkenness. Hmm. He, was, he was warning. And, mm. the, and the, the language was very specific. It wasn't, you know, and or. It was these two things. Or it was making a clear comparison of those two things. Hmm. And I just kept thinking about, oh, this is interesting. He's using an example of drunkenness and debauchery alongside an example of anxiety why is that well because anxiety and the easiest way to explain it is it seems that anxiety is drunkenness mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it makes you drunk in fear yeah it makes you mm -hmm. drunk in these things it, that it, it that, makes you it compromises your faculties exactly. right so exactly. you don't right, think right. and process right about what's really going on exactly. yes right. absolutely fascinating absolutely. fascinating well we're yeah. running out of time yeah. again You've been listening to Divine Intimacy Radio, Jordan, Stephanie, Dan Burke, talking about one of the most important books for our time, not because I wrote it, St. Alphonsus Liguri, doctor of the church, actually wrote most of it, and just I have spiritual reflections. Finding Peace in the Storm, reflection on St. Alphonsus Liguri's uniformity with God's will. It will change your life. It will equip you to deal with the dark times that we have. It will help you to be holy. It will make you more peaceful. Mm -hmm. It will draw you near to the Lord. Pick it up. Start a small group. There are questions designed just for that. There's all kinds of good extra stuff in the back of the book to draw you to other good materials. Uh, make a difference in your own soul and help others to do the same. And thank you for joining us on Divine Intimacy Radio today. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.